around the world and uh, making the, the lives of many better, uh, especially in those emerging markets. I want to talk to uh, Mohammed Yunus. He's chairman and founder of Grameen America. His new book is called A World of Three Zeros, The New Economics of Zero, Poverty, Zero Employment, and Zero Net Carbon Emissions. Uh, you got to keep in mind, this gentleman, uh, he's had quite an impact on me early in my career, doing his piece on, on his work with microloans, uh, Nobel Peace Prize recipient. So nice to have you back here. I'm delighted to be back. Um, tell me, how do you create, is it even possible to have zero poverty, zero unemployment, zero net carbon emissions? I'm totally convinced. It, it will happen. It has to happen. Already the world has taken a decision uh, through United Nations, uh, which is known now as a Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs. And the number one goal is to bring zero poverty by 2030. So it's nothing new for me. It's already established. Right. Uh, that goal is established. So if they are funny, I'm funny. Everybody is funny. If they are real, we are all real. Uh, and also the target date for uh, zero net carbon emission. Uh, in the Paris Agreement, we all agreed, we supported together uh, the uh, ultimate goal that, that by 2050, they will come to that level of zero net carbon emissions. So that is also in the picture. So check, check, check too. Check, check, it already done. I'm, I'm just adding that my right. voice into it. And then only thing missing in the whole conversation is zero unemployment. I feel very strongly about it because I reinterpret the whole human being into the economic uh, uh, structure. Because today, economic, all the economic evil that has taking place, the concentration of wealth, all the wealth in the hands of just a few handful of people. 99% uh, of the wealth is command, co commanded by only a handful of people, less than 1% of the people. The remaining 99% of the people has only entitled to 1% of the wealth of the nation. Right. And it's getting worse every day. This is a ticking time bomb. We have to notice that. We have to act on it because it becomes speedier and speedier. Previously, it was a slow motion growth of wealth concentration. Right. It was a mushroom, very small mushroom in the top. Now this mushroom has become a huge mushroom and the stem became very thin. That's the rest of the 99% of the people. And that will become thinner and thinner because the way it is happening. It, it's interesting that you come in and talk to us on a day when we've just heard from Republican leaders and President Trump on tax reform here in the United States. And most people say we do have to do something to change the system. Um, the tax reform, I don't know how much you heard or something, the things that are being laid out, does it move us closer to equality financially uh, or does it just widen it the gap? It removes you from the equality faster now because what you're doing you're giving more money in the hands of the wealthy people because the tax cut means they will remain with the people, uh, wealthy people they will use this money to make more wealth so the concentration part will become faster after the adoption of it. Usual remedy economists suggest uh, taxing the rich tax the rich very high so that you can bring the money and redistribute it, give it to the poor. Uh, now, what you said about the tax reform is just the reverse. I, I was surprised. Yeah. And uh, similarly, on the issue of um, uh, climate change, U.S. took a terrible decision well, to withdraw itself from the... Well, this is segment. what I want to ask you, because you see it around the globe, um, certainly the developed world, the pushback, the populism, right? The focus on the home front. We're seeing it around the world. How does that, though, complicate uh, a mission of zero poverty, zero unemployment, zero carbon emissions? I mean, I understand that these goals, these global goals, but you have voters voting in people who say, I, I don't care about these global macro principles that have been set out. I care about 
about what's happening to me at home. Yeah, I mentioned that uh, it will get worse, be speedy concentration, and the bottom people, people who are left left out of the system because all the wealth is going to a few hands, right. they will become very angry, very upset, and it will be reflected in politics, it will be reflected in social uh, cohesion and so on, and that's what the Brexit is all about. Mm-hmm. Brexit happened because right. bottom people felt that other people are coming taking our jobs, so let's get away from European Union. That's probably the best way to safeguard our uh, business and our uh, income. So this tension that we're having globally is a good thing? No, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing because it's explosion, okay. explosive thing. Right. You're disrupting the whole politics. We have a, Now we ended up with a well, so new politics uh, of what you have in this country so you, and similarly in the UK. And now Germany can get into right. that uh, right. same politics because bottom people are angry. They want solution. But politicians guiding for wrong solutions, making it still worse. So I'm saying this is something that we have to pause and look at what what is wrong with the whole system. I agree. I'm someone who believes in meditation. I'm someone who believes in taking some time out to kind of think about things. I like quiet time to just kind of assess things. I don't think we're doing that, though, in this world. I feel like we're, you know, just constantly kind of feeding the machine that's here. And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. How do we get that machine to stop so that maybe we're on a better... Quickly, I should explain how, how what is the solution that I'm offering. I said the, all these things are based on the basis of the uh, interpretation of the human being in the economic theory. The capitalist theory is based on the uh, interpretation of human being as a selfish person. Mm. So everything has to be in a selfish way. In economics, they call it self-interest, mm-hmm. that you do everything in a self-interest. Self-interest is a narrow objective of a human being. Right. Human being is not all about self selfishness. Human being is selfish and selfless. It's enormously selfless. So why don't you allow both sides to grow, both sides to play a part? So one, on the basis of selfishness, we create the money-making business that we see, which creates that uh, concentration of wealth. We create a business not to make money, but to solve problems. And we have been doing it, and it works beautifully. It keeps solving problems. Right. We call it social business. So introduce social business. Every individual, you, me, your, our children, our brothers, sisters, will be know, knowing that there are two kinds of business. It's my choice which business I do or what, uh, how much of social business I do, how much of profit-making right. business I do. Today, there is no option. All you have to do is to make money, and somebody else has to work for you to make you more money. It's interesting, though. We are seeing, I feel like, um, with socially conscious investing, that it's not just a fun thing to do in your portfolio, but people are are, are understanding that, that it's really the right thing to do, and we're seeing, I, I feel like, more, uh, more embracing of it. Um, I'm I pushing, hope- it, uh, pushing it further. I'm saying not only you do both profit and social, you can do exclusively social. It becomes more powerful. I hope your mission comes true, because I would love zero poverty, zero unemployment, and zero net carbon emissions. So we I have to wish work you well. I agree. Uh, Muhammad Yunus, a pleasure for me. Chairman and founder of Grameen America, Nobel Peace Prize recipient right here on Bloomberg Radio. You are listening to Bloomberg. Bloomberg. 